What's going on everyone? Alex De Silva, happy as Larry Groom. I hope you are well. And welcome to your, I was going to say daily dose of happiness, but it's not. It's the Feel Good Show. We're doing a podcast today. We're not doing a vlog. So um, I've been looking forward to doing this. And um, this is kind of for, for those who are not going to be watching this on YouTube, who are going to be listening to this on iTunes. I've got an awesome guest here and her little one as well for those who can't see. Uh, she's been cleaning and just sweeping around, which is <laughs> amazing. But I've got Lisa, who, um, who's absolutely phenomenal. She works for the NHS, so she's one of our incredible NHS heroes who's taken the time to just give us as much time as we possibly can just to go through her experience, what's been going on, and, and I guess what's, what we should be expecting, I guess, looking, you know, moving forward. So, Lisa, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hello. So, look, I just wanted to, um, to kind of, I, I guess, explain to everybody who's, who's not going to be watching, people who are going to be listening to, to both, um, what exactly do you do for the NHS? Um, I'm a paediatric nurse. I'm a children's nurse. I work. I, I currently work in children's outpatients mm -hmm. uh, at Whips Cross Hospital. I've, I've worked there now for three years, okay. um, but obviously they've now closed the outpatients departments. They're not doing no consultations or anything. So now I've been um, put back onto the actual children's ward. So obviously I work there anyway. I do bank shifts, and you know it's obviously. Um, it's my role there, so yeah, we've basically been put back onto the walls. Yeah, and how how have you found with I guess since the news has kind of broken out with this whole COVID nineteen, um, what's been your experience I guess in the hospital and, and working in, in the children's ward? Because the initial the initial um, news was that kids weren't being affected by this. So did you see any kind of changes in what you were doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, yeah, our, our children's wards completely changed. We've had to separate it into two um, parts where we've got clean nurses and dirty nurses. Um, and any child that's come in that has got any kind of query with regards to COVID, obviously the dirt, dirty nurse has to look after them. Um, so basically... And then we have the clean nurses to say the children that have come in that may have broke their arms that needs operations or, you know, that have come in maybe with an asthma attack. You know, we're all on that kind of side. So you've basically got red sides and green sides. That's how we're kind of coping with it. And we have to go into different entrances. We're not allowed visitors anymore onto the walls, obviously. Just the main carer. Um, obviously, usually, if, if they're on the dirty side query COVID it would just just be the parent that would be with them yeah. um, we have had a few reported cases on the ward and confirmed cases mm -hmm. and the children have just um, been quite unwell and been shipped out yeah. to um, St Mary's we get children that come and, and they get tubed and intubated and then they get straight and taken to St Mary's but they're okay now you know the children are okay and that's the reported cases, but a lot of the children do have underlying health conditions. Um, but currently, the ward is, um, my last shift I did, there was only three patients, 11 nurses. And because of that, we're getting deployed to adult wards. Right, okay. Yeah, which, 
which is very challenging as we are paediatric nurses. You know, yeah. I, I'm not, um, I, I only worked with on the adult side when I um, basically done my nurse training um, right, okay. 20 years ago. So how does that kind of make you feel? Because, you know, you've got your specialism, you've been doing that for a number of years. And because of all of these, you know, because of the crisis of the pandemic kind of breaking out, you all of a sudden now need to be shifted somewhere else. How did you take the news to, to start with? And, you know, how did that kind of make you feel? Because at first, when I heard it, when we was obviously in outpatients, before it kind of went into lockdown, I was like, nah, they wouldn't do that. They're not going to put us onto the adult walls. I'm not doing that. Do you know what I mean? That was honestly my first reaction. I was like, yeah. no. And then obviously outpatients closed down and we went over and I did my, did my first shift over. Obviously, we've all gone over. We've all met. Um, we have our handover in the mornings, as we do. Um, and they was just like, yeah, there's only three um, children, this nurse, this nurse is looking after them. And then, obviously, if we have a COVID child, that has to be a one-to-one nurse. So that nurse will do that. Mm-hmm. And then they was like, right, now the rest of you are getting deployed. So, And then we find out from the site manager what... Um, what wards are lacking in nurses, basically. And the last shift I'd done, it was um, elderly women that was obviously um, needed um, us nurses. Um, Palliative care, they needed nurses. And also special care baby unit, which was, you know. And to be honest, when I did my first shift and I went there and they said, um, we need nurses with palliative care. I, I got quite upset because I've had experiences in my personal life through palliative care and I just right. couldn't, it kind of brought stuff up for me. And I yeah. and I did kind of say, look, I'm really sorry, but today I can't do palliative care. I will yeah. go on a COVID ward yeah. with the elderly. That's absolutely fine. Do you know what I mean? But the thing that feared me more was the fact that I had to go with palliative care, not the COVID. <laughs> right, okay. <No. laughs> yeah, yeah. So for, for people that doesn't know or, or kind of understand what palliative care is, can you just explain that briefly, what, what it means? Yeah, pal- palliative care is in, in, end of adults with end of life, basically, with um, health conditions that, you know, that basically they're coming to the end of their life. So they just need um, special nursing. Right. And, you know, that, that is kind of it in a nutshell, really. Yeah. So they're sort of terminal patients. They're terminal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to wow. pass soon. Mm. Yeah. And so I guess, I mean, to be fair, either decisions is, is a tough one anyway, you know, and then having experienced that, I guess, from, from a personal perspective, doesn't make things easier, you know, at all, does it? But doing a, a shift, you know, in the, the sort of, the, I guess, the COVID-19 environment, what was that like for you when you first kind of had to, to come in and, and, and do a shift, which is completely out of your comfort zone? Something that you, you know, and I'm sure probably 100% of all the nurses and doctors that out there would never have to have dealt with something like this. No. What was the environment like and, you know, are you... Did you feel comfortable enough and prepared that you were safe to go in that environment? Yeah, yeah. I, I basically, I personally haven't had, um, I haven't been in contact with a COVID patient. I, you know, obviously on the ward, it, I, it was over that side with the child. And when I went on, I got that morning, got told to go to special care baby unit, which was fine. And there was a, a query COVID, but that 
child is put in a bay away on their own. So, and there was a nurse allocated to them. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to work next week. I don't know what is going to kind of, you know, what what I will get. <laughs> what to expect? We're, yeah. we're kind of going in every day with not knowing what to expect. You know, with regard yeah. to our nursing. Yeah. Um, it was quite real when I did the first shift. Obviously, we're walking into the hospital, and it is just a lot of it was shut down. It's you know, it was very, very you know, this is it. This is real. What's going on? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a bit emotional. I was a bit like, okay, but then at the end of the shift, it's like, right, this is it. We, we've just got to do this. Us nurses have just got to all pull together and and yeah. crack, crack on with it and get through it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it was more fear-based before I even went to work. You know, that that was all the, oh, my God, what am I going to, you know, what are we going to expect and how is it going to be? But they've opened up up special units for COVID patients. There's certain wards. It's all, they're really managing it well at Whips Cross, considering our resources. Yeah, great. And and that's good to know because it's so hard sometimes to, to try and understand what the media is saying, you know, and to try and figure out, because there are so many conflicting messages and I'm sure everybody's seen it, that, you know, one minute you're hearing one thing, the next is, is you know, it, it's something different. Obviously the, the goalpost keeps changing all the time, but the one consistent thing everybody's hearing and even on social media as well is, it's the, the sort of the pressure and the strain that the NHS is under. Um, What's kind of been your your experience with that? You know, is it is it as bad as what has been reported, or is it being managed as you said? You know, it seems like where you are has been actually managed really really well. Um, what's kind of been your your view on that? Well, to be to be fair, I think they you know when they say with regards to the NHS, it's more on the ICU beds is what they was kind of worrying about. Is that's why they opened up the Nightingale? It was kind of that kind of pressure. Yeah, our hospital was basically um, full up, you know, all the ICU beds were full up. Our, our actual um, nurses that are ICU trained, um, which were obviously adult nurses in the previous time, they, they've been told to go to intensive care. So they're all the kinds of, they're looking at all of us as nurses, our specialities, and then mm-hmm. kind of transferring us out to what's suitable. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, we've, we've, had, we've been really supported where we are now. Um, yeah really really supported you know and there's lots of meetings and everything you know with regards to it we've had all we've had the facilities from you know obviously we've all like the the, you know the personal protective equipment and stuff we've got it all there so it's you know I think it's manageable it's manageable as to from what my experience is you know so far with it all I think everyone just has the mad panic ups don't they with regards to it all yeah it's different views yeah and this is it right it's 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 so hard sometimes to kind of just keep a track of you know what's real and what's not what's going on and and for somebody like myself i you know the the constant thing that just kind of kept playing in my head and i'd love to get your view on this was my biggest worry not just for you know just kind of community globally people around the world but what you're doing as a, as your job on a day to day when you go into a shift, how is that impacting your your mental health? I know that you've had a bit of a break, so you're kind of going you're going to go into your into your shift. But have you spoken to people who have been in these shifts and kind of shared any information and get a bit of an understanding as to 
you know, the, the sort of the effects that this has been having on, on the nurses and doctors? To be fair, no, <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't really, like, we sort of sit down, we, we do our shift. Uh, the last shift I've done, we all had a little cry together, like all us nurses, we all had a little bit of a, oh, and then, do you know what I mean? As soon as it's, like, time to start, we just, like, roll into it and just do what we've got to do. Um, with, with myself, I'm, I've kind of got myself into a lot of meditation, mm. and that's really, really helping me. Yeah. Get through. But I have had a nice, you know, my kid, I'm, I'm a single parent, so I've had two weeks off. So it's been nice. Um, so I've been with them and spending a lot more time with them. So it, it, it will kind of, it'll be interesting how I'll be when I'm, I'm back into it. For, oh, you know, like on Wednesday, Thursdays, constantly, you know, yeah. to see how it is, how, how I am actually. Yeah. More because I have, had a good, I have had a nice little break. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We should probably do a part two in a couple of weeks yeah. just to check up and see, yeah, and see how, yeah, see how you are then. Yeah. But it's interesting you, you know, you, you said about being, um, you know, being a, a single parent, you know, and, and I can imagine for single parents, you know, being at home with their, their children and, and being able to kind of spend that time, you know, it's, it's, it, it can be amazing. You know, we, we talked about actually this time can be a really beneficial time for a lot of people. You know, we're being taken away from, yes, there is stress going on, but for you as a mum, and, and I was a bit cheeky and I had a look, I saw one of your posts, which really touched me emotionally. You talked about, I think, was it your, your son? And you mentioned to me on the phone, yeah. your son, was really hit by it, the fact that you're going to have to go into work next week and you're going to have to, to do this job. Talk to me as a, as a, as a parent, because you know, oh, my son's 22, my daughter's 15, I have a 19-month-old, and I can never put myself in, in, in your shoes. How, does, how did that, but just trying to kind of imagine it, just, I, I've got goosebumps now just thinking about how would that make me feel? I mean, it will break my heart personally. You know, how was that for you? Yeah, yeah. My son, he was kind of acting funny all day, and I just sort of like said to him, "Come on, Jess, what's wrong? Let mummy know what's the matter." And as the evening went, he was like, "It's okay, mum, it's okay." And then I, I we sat in the garden, and he and he just he's eleven, um, and he um just he just broke down to me, and he just he said, "Mummy, mummy, I'm scared. When you go to work, I'm scared something's going to happen to you." And then I just hugged him and just said, look, darling. And he went, but you're fit and healthy. You go to the gym, didn't you, mum? And I was like, yeah. I went, don't worry. I said, yeah, everything's going to be all right. Mummy's, mummy's strong and we'll get through this. You know, we're protected at work. We've got everything that we need. I, I kind of tried my best to re reassure him as a mother that, you know, this is my job and it's going to be all right, son, you know. And it, it, to be fair, how I felt, I felt like someone had thrown... 200 bricks on my chest and I couldn't breathe when I walked away from him and hugged him and left him I was just like whoa my baby do you know what I mean he's actually yeah. his little head is actually thinking that you know because yeah. yeah. obviously my children have to go to school as well they go to school on Wednesday and Thursdays when I work you know right. and it's just like you know it's hard for them they're, they're going into school and it's just you know I, I, I worry for them you know so yeah. someone passing it on to them I worry going to work that I'll come home and pass it to them. Do you know what I mean? As a parent, it's kind of, I'm not in the full kind of lockdown as you're meant to be because mm. I'm a worker, I'm a key worker, I have to go to work, do you know? Yeah. 
yeah. there's the same for all the other key workers, the teachers at the schools and everything. Yeah. You know? So his little head was thinking that and it and it yeah, I was just like, oh, you know, what what do I do? You know, yeah. and I just kind of breathed it through and just it, it hurt, it hurt a lot, you know. He's he's worrying for his mum, you know. Yeah. I don't want anything to happen to your mum. And mm. I was like, I'll be okay. So, yeah, yeah that, that, that hit me more than, I think, my first shift at work. Do you know what I mean? I'm just mm. thinking of coming home and his little feelings. What is he thinking? What, yeah. what, what do these children really know about what's going on in this world? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. You know? Like my yeah. seven-year-old, she's don't really know what's going on. Like, why am I not at school? You're, tr- you're trying to make the best of it as you can, you know? And I have a 21 year old, 22, no, 21, yeah, sorry, 21 year old myself, you know? It's put a little bit of pressure on her because I'm a single parent and the breakfast clubs and the after school clubs aren't open. She's working from home and she has to go and get her brother and sister from school as well, you know? So the whole impact of everything like, affected us as a family. But if anything, I believe it's brought us all closer together as well. Yeah, yeah. A lot closer. Yeah. I think it, and, and it, it sounds amazing, you know, with times like this, I find it phenomenal how, you know, we either fight or flight, you know, is kind of that, that system, isn't it, that, that kicks in for us. And I think there comes a time, especially with what you're doing, you know, the, the job of being in the front line and being a key worker, you know, I've, I've been, I take my hat off to, to every single person that is doing that because you're not just risking you know your life but there is also you know the ripple effects as you said of of everybody else you know and even you know it seems like you're doing everything that you're supposed to do you know you're doing your meditation that's obviously helping you to kind of keep that peace of mind and stay in a positive frame of mind do you do anything to you know like gratitude and, and affirmations anything to kind of help you through when you start to go through those tough times yeah, I have got ones that I listen to on YouTube, you know, the positive affirmations. Yeah, yeah, I, do, I do put that on, you know, and I'm walking around the house going, I am free, I am good, I am positive, you know, like, yeah. you know, and then I do turn it on for my little girl to listen to and stuff. Yeah, I, I do do that, but probably not enough, you know, but I am doing my kind of stuff in the mornings and I'm yeah. getting up before my children. I never used to do that. I never yeah. used to do that before all of this stuff, you know, like, oh, I will do it next week. I'll do it, you know, just get up, take them to school, da 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 da, da you know, like, and then in, and then you're like, oh, that's a busy day kind of thing, you know, and yeah. then you're forgetting about your internal self. But yeah. I'm really looking at myself now. Yeah. Do you think, do you think this time has really, has really not put pressure, but do you think has really emphasized the importance of us putting our, you know, our general well-being, healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit. Do you think that's really put an emphasis in making sure that we're doing that, you know, above anything else? Oh, yeah, a million percent, a million percent, yeah, yeah. And obviously you, you said that you exercise as well. Is that something that's part of your, your normal kind of daily yeah. routine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually I'd, I'd be going to the gym like three times a week. Yeah. And obviously gyms, gym, that's my mental escape kind of thing but you know i started running i've been doing like you know people on instagram setting you up on the 5k challenge i did 5k this morning yeah i've done that but yeah i've been doing that daily and i'm doing a a home workouts and kind of i'm just trying to do what i can you're not as motivated are you yeah 
Yeah. As you are, then obviously Fridgey's like your best friend at the moment. We're just in and out and that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, what can I eat now? Shut the door. You know, yeah. a lot more than what we usually would. And the food yeah. shopping bill, oh my God. That's like astronomical. I know, I know. Every time I've gone into the supermarket, I keep thinking, why am I spending so much more money now? Have they put the prices up and not told us? Or it's, it's yeah, I've definitely seen the difference in that for sure. Absolutely. Um, just a, a quick question, <clears throat> because we've seen on social media, you know, news and everything else where there are some people who have been following the guidelines. You know, I've been following the guidelines, you know, to, to the best of my ability. Um, you know, I still get up in the morning, do my usual routine, which, you know, very similar to yourself. And like you, I, you know, I've been doing CrossFit for, for a couple of years and still try to do that <clears throat> as, as regularly as I possibly can. And because we have the guidelines where we can go out for an hour and thankfully the weather's really nice as well, I've been doing that. But with your experience being in the front line and seeing what's been going on, where some people have been listening and following and there's been a majority as well, I don't know whether it's a higher percentage or, or lower, mm -hmm. I don't have kind of the, the stats, but there are still people that aren't listening. You know, there's still people that are just going, well, you know, it is what it is. Being in a front line, and I really wanted to kind of emphasize the importance of what's going on and the importance of people making sure that they're not just following the guidelines, but practicing the things that you've mentioned. Um, what's, what's your view on that? I, I think everyone's, I've got, you know, obviously got a lot better with it. I mean, you know, when it all first was in the lockdown, remember that hot weekend that we had, then everyone's at the beach and everyone, I was just like, are you lot for real? Do you know what I mean? You've got to like kind of realise what we're doing or what's really going on. Do you know what I mean? But last weekend I found that it was kind of, I mean, it's, it's hard. So I think it's just like, I think it's more people's understanding of it and, you know, like the family situations and how, you know, People, you know, work situations because in my home, it's really it is really hard because my daughter's boyfriend lives here, and he's a key worker, and he goes to he's going to work, you know. So it, it's it is the situations are hard, but I, you know, people have just got to just do as suggested. But you know, we're all human beings, and people are just like a lot of people don't want to be told, and that and that's the truth of it, really, you know. And it yeah. is, you're in supermarkets and then everyone's like, you're maybe two metres away from me. Like, you're looking as if to say, like, are you real? And then, and then, you're, and then you are out over, like, I'll go for my run and then I'm thinking, are they meant to be together or are they a family? <laughs> kind yeah. of like, look, at it, but look, it is what it is. And I think we're, we're getting on well with it currently. You know, yeah. I think we're starting to peak. That's, that's yeah. what we want. We want it to just straight, straighten out and yeah. then... You know, it'd be interesting to see what Boris says tonight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm kind of looking looking forward to to hearing a little bit more about it. I mean, what's your? I I've heard there's been like I don't know whether it's speculations or what it is, but people were talking about a a, a vaccine because that's another thing that it was I was slightly confused because they said once you get it and the people that manage to get through it, they build immunity to it. Mm -hmm. um, and all of a sudden they're saying that, you know, we're, we're working on a vaccine, I guess, for a sort of wider population. Is that something that people are, are working on? Is it just hearsay? Do you know anything about that? And I, I don't know anything about a vaccine. 
Yeah. I've, I've heard anything about a vaccine. I've, we're kind of, as healthcare workers, um, mm-hmm. hopefully we're going to be tested. Um, I'll find out next week with regards to more. But I don't know. Obviously, they probably will develop a vaccine like they have for the flu, but I, I'm not aware of anything currently. Yeah. Um, we should hopefully get a finger prick so it will tell us if we have had the virus mm-hmm. um, and obviously if we're immune you know to get to catch it again that's kind of what the finger prick test is and then there also is a, a swab to t- say if you have it or not kind of thing yeah it's kind of it's just waiting to hear i mean my friend did send me pictures actually and said there was tents set up at work and we were thinking that's going to be where we get tested so hopefully maybe you know i, I could maybe we should have part two and i can tell you a little bit more as to when i go back as to what they yeah. kind of doing for us yeah is there i can i can't even begin to to imagine obviously the the, the stress you know what, what's going on um in a front line um and you're gonna be able to to experience that and you know hopefully if we do this part two as well which i think will be amazing if we do to kind of get a bit of an understanding you know as to you know what's really going on and um i guess my my question is do you know if there is any support for for people, um, I guess for doctors and nurses, with regards to their mental health? So, you know, like therapy or coaching and mindfulness and, and stuff like that. Because surely there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who are currently being affected. And I know, as you said, once you kind of start your shift, you are on, you're just yeah. work mode. So you're there. But it's the after effects, isn't it? You know, is yeah. once adrenaline then comes down and you're having to come home every single day and you're living that you know consistently do you know if they've let you know as you've kind of been moved um and i know it's still early days is there anything in place we do we've been given that i've forgotten the name of the app actually which um because i use something else we've been given an app which is a meditation app that we can kind of go on there there is people um we have emails about mindfulness and stuff at work you know with regards we've just got to reach out basically to our managers and things and if you know you know we need support then the support will be there 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 is support but you have to more or less you know ask for it i kind of well i've not been there for a couple of weeks i'm not sure as to what's you know what is available at my work currently, yeah. but um, I know that they have always really supported us with regards to obviously if we was off sick for certain reasons or anything. There's support there, but I'm not, I, I can't physically say what is there currently because no, of of, I'm not there at the minute. Oh, well, I will be next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, that's but there's definitely support. And, there, and there's always me, there's always COVID meetings every day at, at 11 o'clock for us yeah. to go to. And listen to and to see what's happening, you know, with regards to it all. So yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, which is not, it's it's not a surprise, especially with something like this. You know, the the work that the NHS has been doing, the work that you know you guys have been doing, it's just been absolutely phenomenal. And it's so interesting to to hear and just to actually get, you know, get some interesting information, you know, that people can listen to and understand. One the seriousness of this stuff. This is real. This is affecting people. You know, and you've got somebody like you, you know, single parent who's doing an incredible job of one, being a mom and, and then having to, to go to work. And but also as well, the the you know, having to, to kind of juggle everything as well when and having that constant 
worry in the background is in, oh man, am I being safe? Hopefully everything is okay and my family's all right as well. And I think it's, um, I'm definitely looking forward to, to us doing number two, you know, a part two, just to kind of see, yeah, you know, how, how things are. Um, any kind of last words, anything you want to share with, with people, anything that, you know, the, the British and the global public can do, not just for, for themselves, but also to support, you know, the key workers further. We've just got to continue doing what the government has suggested, and that is just, just, just to stay at home and, you know, do, do the right thing um, to support, obviously, all of us workers that are putting our own families at risk to make your world a better place and to kind of get this um, COVID down, you know? So, yeah, yeah. that's all that I could kind of say. It's just to just do what's suggested and stay home and do the two metre distancing. And if you really need to go out and provide medication, food or anything for families, then do it. Just leave it on the doorstep. Try not to meet up. I mean, I was hearing of people that are at the weekend that, mad um mad parties that the police have had to break up and you know like people are having house parties and stuff it's just like you're just putting you set yourselves at risk at the end of the day yeah. you, know? you are putting obviously us at risk but you're putting your yourself at risk just think of yourself and yeah. just, we'll get through this you know we've probably yeah. got another month of this lockdown a million yeah. percent just you know embrace this time embrace this time to get to know your families and you know do your work on your house and stuff. Yeah. Bring like cleaning, you know? Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. And it's a great time as well for people to start, you know, to, to self-reflect. Do you know what I mean? You know, stop running away from, from issues. You know, deal with stuff that's been going on, you know? And because I think it's... It, it's so easy, as you said, you know, people going into parties now and, and it's, it's the typical thing, isn't it, where people just, because they can't deal with the current situation, people get into that, um, you know, they, they refuse to, to follow the rules and, and they go into that numbing stage where it's, you know, drinking and using and partying and they try to kind of block out the, the reality. But back to the matter is, this is real, you know, this yeah. stuff's happening. And if you're listening, if you're watching, look, watch, you know, this is what's going on. And, and we'll catch up again on this in a couple of weeks' time. So, you know, once Lisa's gone back in and she's had that full-on experience of what's going on, I guarantee you this conversation is going to be very different. So I guarantee you want to listen to the next one as well. Um, so, yeah, Lisa, thank you so much for... Uh, taking the time just kind of spending some time and just catching up it was really nice to to, to talk to you and um so when are you back in next week next wednesday wednesday and thursday so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we'll be good for a couple of weeks and then yeah. i had a week off anyway so i'll, I'll be doing a full two weeks of it yeah. so we'll let wow. you know <laughs> yeah let me know then let's stay in touch and then when yeah. when when it's a good place thank you no, thank you. Listen, and, and I wish there was a ton of people here so we can all applaud you. Do you know what I mean? Not just you, but every single person that's that's on the NHS. Not just NHS, but the supermarkets, you know, yeah. the key workers, the teachers, as you mentioned, every single one of you. You are, I try not to swear, but you are fucking phenomenal for what you're doing. And absolute hats off to you. And, and uh, you know, if there is anything that, I can personally do, we can do as a, as a company, we can do as a nation, then please, you know, obviously, um, 
you know, we'll do whatever we have to do. You're a superstar. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Well, listen, guys, um, as always, thank you for listening. Leave your comments. Lisa and I are going to be catching up again. So here's your chance to send me an email, contact me, drop me some notes. Um, if you see this on, on YouTube or Facebook or other social medias, use the comments to ask any more questions, anything you want to ask Lisa, you know, that we can catch up on, then, you know, use that time to do so. But as always, listen, thank you for, for listening, for watching. Have an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And as always, be great, be fantastic, and be absolutely phenomenal. And I'll catch up to you again very soon. Take care.